The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I was listening to something with Bob Iger, the mm-hmm. CEO of Disney. Back in the day, Roseanne, Roseanne, Roseanne show, the sitcom, was the number one show on ABC. The, one of the, the biggest revenue producer they had in media. It was the number one thing. Besides movies from TV, from ABC, yep. it was the number one show. Roseanne puts out a racist tweet. He knows what his, his, it's about integrity. Integrity is his mission, like but way above revenue. Really easy. Within five minutes, he had a plan in place on how they were going to fire and cancel the show. Mm-hmm. Within five minutes. Now, if you don't have that, if you're really, if you just talk a good game like Enron did, Enron, one of their core values was integrity, just like Bob Iger's was. Well, if you don't believe it, if you don't have that purpose behind it, that becomes a really big decision. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. How are you, Ben? I'm great, Patrick. Thank you. Today we are going to dive into uh, the act of making decisions, something that that we've kind of coined or that you've put together that we're going to cleverly call the five P's of decision making. We like five, huh? We do a lot of fives and tens. Fives and tens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ten principles of, of, yeah. Yeah. Five factors. Yeah. We'll start doing like six and a half of... Yeah, the (laughs) 3.75. Yeah. Actually, we do the the three by threes. Three by threes. Yeah, we like numbers. Yeah, we do like numbers. Okay, so five P's of uh, decision-making. I'm going to do a quick uh, list of what those five are, and then maybe we'll start at the beginning if that's the, if, yeah, that, if, yeah. if that's the place to do it. So the five P's, priorities, principles, perspective, purpose, and perseverance. Why don't we start with priorities? Yeah, I'd actually like, let's, let's the, start... Um, Let's back up a little bit sure. and let's take this from a 10,000 foot view. Like what, like I'm, I'm guessing when people heard about this, that those five, they went, well, like, where's like, you make the pros and the cons list sure. and where's like you weigh and measure and where's like you hash it out and you like bounce ideas. You get a third opinion, a fourth opinion. What about like all, here's my take on that is if you're doing all that stuff, we haven't done the higher level stuff beforehand. The idea behind this is, through these five Ps, you, as much as you can, you reduce the decision-making. Yeah. You shouldn't have to make all these decisions. It's not all these one-offs. It's let's make some big, massive decisions that answer dozens of small ones for us that we don't have to think about anymore. Yeah. That's how we start to really move the needle. That's how we live a fulfilled life. That's how we get our businesses to be growing at 20 and 50 and 80% a year. That's, it's not going to happen if every single thing that comes up on our plate, we go, 
whoo, like, I don't know. Like, have a meeting Patrick, about this. have a meeting. And like, whether yeah. that's a meeting in your own head yeah. or, and you have to like spend all the time in, yeah. in the shower, in the car ride, and it's eating up all those mental minutes. Or it's literally like a getting your leadership team together and bouncing ideas off of other people. Or your significant other or your- Let's make the high level stuff and we can have, that's what we should be used. That's what our mental minutes should be used on. Yeah. That's what we should have the meetings with the leadership team. That's what we should be thinking on the car rides. If you think about those high level things, all of the other stuff just starts to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Where's the, do you, does it make sense to start with an example of? So like anything. So let's start with like uh, easy ones for like, um, um, here comes the bread basket at dinner. Yep. Should I have a roll? Like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my willpower, willpower. Like, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. And then like, by the time everyone goes, oh, it's warm. Oh my gosh. With, <laughs> you oh, have to try this butter. Oh my God, it's garlic butter. <laughs> oh, and the olive oil is insane. You're like, all right, freak it. Like, let me have it. Like, it's such a hard decision. Yeah. But if you make a higher level decision before yeah. that, like, I am the type of person that dot, yep. dot, dot, like yep. doesn't, that says no to the bread basket. Just like you did with cigarettes, by the way. Mm-hmm. With cigarettes, someone's like, well, how do you make that decision? Like, I'm, you did it with cigarettes. I'm not the type of person that smokes cigarettes. You did it once. So if you can do it with that one, you could probably do it with some others. Now, that's a really, I just pulled that really fast, really easy. But these things, same type of thing with, um, you're trying to decide whether to expand your business or not. Yep. Well, if you haven't done the higher level thinking beforehand, now you have, that's a pretty big, massive decision. Or should we um, raise rates? Or should we, um, should I fire this coach? Should we um, hire this person? Should we, I mean, there's like a, a gazillion questions that we have to answer all the time. Here's actually an interesting thing. The average American person makes 35,000 choices a day. Mm-hmm. That's 2,000 choices a an hour. Like if you have to spin your wheels on every one of those things, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to make some higher level decisions that eliminate some of those things and you only need to focus on the big massive buckets? Okay. So what the what's what would you claim of these 5, what would be the biggest most important thing to get right? I don't know uh to get rid of? No, to get right. Oh, to get right. Yeah. Well, get we're, we're already, we're, yeah, we're already we're eliminating one. Yeah. Wow. We're down, <laughs> we're down to four. Um, I, I don't think that any one of them can live exclusively by themselves. Okay, so I they're, really they're think you need they're all not, of them. They're not. Yeah. Up. Having yep. said that, like, let's start with the first one because I think it makes the most sense and it's hard to get the next ones without the first one. But okay. what we'll find is you can do the first one and you don't have, and if you don't do the other ones, they, they, these things need to live in. In unison and harmony together, <laughs> frolicking in the backyard with the rainbows and the unicorns. The frolic with the rainbows? Frolic with the unicorns. And <laughs> okay, so is the rainbows. first one priorities then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what does that mean? What do you When you say priorities, what does that mean? You, we need to spend time thinking about truly what is important to us. Mm-hmm. And that seems like such a throwaway. It's like, okay, now what's the next one? Yep. Then everyone like passes over that. I'm really like, until I got like sat on this for a long time, um, about 18 months, really, like 18 months to really feel comfortable and confident with this. So priorities, call it your core values, whatever you want to call it. Like what really is important to you, Patrick, as a human being? Mm -hmm. Is it your health? Is it um, being, um, is it your wealth? Is it, your creativeness, 
Is it um, competitiveness? Is it like figure it out? Like yep. there's there's a host. Uh, there's a there's a list. If you want, if I'm trouble with this, just like look up core value list, and you'll mm-hmm. a list of 150 things will pop up. Yep. Sit on that and try to figure out what are the things that are really meaningful, impactful for you. And for me, I've listed them out as <laughs> the five L's: yep. <laughs> live, love, learn, lead, and leave a legacy. Right? Those are the things that are really important to me. So when you said like we should do a podcast. The answer was already answered for me about whether we should do it or not. It's a chance for me to lead. Like, okay, it's also a chance for me to learn. Like, I can, like, done. Like, I don't have to make questions about that. Like, if you were, um, if yours had nothing to do with that, then maybe that's not the right thing. You should be spending your time on it. But if you don't know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, let me think about that. How much time is it going to take? Like, what does it look like? Let's start to do the research. You literally know how the process went when you were like, we should do a podcast. I was like, Okay. okay. Yeah. Like yeah. done. It fits the buckets. Yeah. Like let's do it. Yep. If you get really sound about truly what's important to you, it makes a massive difference. So another example is in our business, we are incredibly clear on what our priorities are. And our priorities are first, our team, meaning the employees, mm-hmm. the staff, our team that we are building this with. That is the number one most important thing that we are going to put all of our resources towards our time, energy, money, and everything else. The next thing we're doing is spending time with our, at the gym, it's our it's our members. Mm-hmm. So for other, I guess it would be customers. Yep. Our members, by the way, that flipped. Like before it was like, I don't know, like what's more important? Where should we be putting our resources? Where we should, we're really clear that our team becomes one, members are second. Yep. After that, it's our community. And that's twofold. It's for the gym over there. It's our local community. We are in Natick, Massachusetts, but it's also the street we live on. So it's becoming really clear like this community, but it's also the community of the CrossFit community at large. Mm -hmm. The fourth priority we have is our partners, which is um, people we do business with, crossover symmetry and paleo power meals and people that we run this business together and we're in partner doing this thing together, noble and fuel for fire and so on. And then the last one on that list is profits. Mm-hmm. Well, that really answers a lot of questions. If a if someone came in, I was meeting with a um, a business consultant, and like you're leaving a lot of money on the table. You could be upselling your members and raise rates. Like there's no brainer. Even if you raise your rates and you lose twenty percent of your membership, you're going to increase revenue. It's like, whoa, whoa, I'm not. That's the last on the list. I don't want people leaving, walking out the door. Mm-hmm. That's second on the list. I won't raise the rates because people are going to walk up and answers that question. Similar. Let's see. There's a falling out with one of our partners and CrossFit HQ. Well, what do we do? Like we're, who do we side with? They're Mm -hmm. at odds. They're going war to war. They're going head to head. Really easy. We know that our partners come after our community. Mm -hmm. CrossFit HQ is who we're going to side with. Like it gets rid of all these decisions. If you're really dialed in and you know and clarify and make known and communicate who and what is most important to you, man, right there, a lot of decisions go off the table. You said that it took you about 18 months or so. And I think that that, that maybe was your the personal side of things. But what was that? Did you know? Did you start with six things that you yeah. called oh. down and they're like, oh, that's actually not a priority? That it's, just sounds no, like exactly it could what it is. So when I started, so it took me 18 months to come up with those five L's. Yep. And before that, it was like family, mm-hmm. health, um, learning, like a creativity, um, like it was, it was messy and then it shifted and I went down to three and then it moved and it shaked. And, um, 
I've now been able to sit. I feel this is how I know that these are my five. Yeah. I've been able to sit on these five for oh, probably, I don't know, two years now. Yeah. Whereas before, during those 18 months, it was moving and shaking. Cool. That's part of the process. What you don't need to do is go like, well, I can't start doing this until I got them. While I was moving and shaking, those were the, the you know, that was where still it. Mm-hmm. So at one point, you know, if it's, um, if it's family and then it's um, work and it's health, like those are your five, those are your three. Cool. Okay. And from there, it's like someone's um, spirituality is not on that list. Like, okay, like you don't have to go to church on Sunday, but guess what? If spirituality is on that list, like that's going to make a lot of decisions for you. It means that you're going to sacrifice other things to pray and read the Bible and go to church and it makes decisions for you. And that's the idea behind this. Like spend the time ahead of time. And you don't got to get it right in the beginning, mm. but you just already get clear. Um, do you suggest people write them down, talk about them? Like where? Yes, all the all above. That. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think that um, a really easy place to start is notes on your phone. Yep. Like just start to like, and the other mistake I made in the beginning was I, I had seven. Well, mm-hmm. if you have seven and they're not some fancy acronym, you know, maybe like if it's like, you know, like family, like forget yep. about me. I love you. If it yep. makes sense, then okay. Like that makes, or, you know, the five L's, that's how I know I can keep track of those. But yep. before it was like pursuing excellence, health, mm-hmm. family, yep. you know, it's, it's like, it, it's too messy. So three to five is the right ones. And just try to like button them up. And if you start thinking about these things, this is the way I always think about, um, just put it down on paper. It doesn't need to be clean. And as you kind of just like walk through your day, everyday life, these things will kind of pop in to make it like a little bit cleaner. Like, yep. um, you know, in terms of like what I believe leadership is, you know, I, I couldn't put that in perspective really well, but I started writing things down. I realized, you know, it had to do with like developing this environment. Yep. And it was about um, letting people know what's important to you. And uh, so when I came, like environment became culture and the... Um, What's important to you became standards. And what I curated was like, it was like CVS, like culture, vision, standards. It's really easy. CVS. Yep. It's like the store. It's really easy to remember. And, yep. But I didn't start there. Just start by writing crap down and then it'll pretty itself up later. So with the, just to use that as an example, to, to bridge to the next P, um, the CVS, would that be what you would consider principles? So would you take the priority of leadership in, in this example and then say, okay, how can I articulate those priorities in a way that yeah, is no. actionable? Like where where do where do the principle or the idea of principles come? Yeah, from? for me, a principle is more of like a bright line. Okay. A principle is more of like a um, um, like an actionable, right? It's um, so for one of our principles for our business is like ABC. It's yep. always be communicating, yep. and that principle of like always be communicating drives so many of the decisions we have. You know, it's like we're gonna. Um, we decide that we're going to raise rates if we decide that. Well, once we decide that, like the we have to communicate that right away. Because if you don't, one of this reason it's one of our values. If you don't, if you hold tight to the vest and you only share it with your business partner, but then your business partner shares it with your coaches and your coach says it to a member and that member then shares it with other members. And now your members are talking about, I heard they're going to raise rates. Like, no, mm-hmm. they didn't say they're going to raise rates. How much? Are they gonna... And now the rumor mill starts. So this is one of the reasons that we use this. So it guides again decisions. So we all decide we're going to raise rates by $1 next year. Cool. Let's 
ABC. Let's send out an email. Let's put it on the blog post and let's talk about it in our classes. We are a always be, we are communicating that to the whole community all the time. And we just, it's done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, okay, when should we announce this? Like, should we like hold on to it? It's get it out there all the time. It got, went to the point of like, you know, when my mom, when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, that's a really hard thing to talk to your class about when Mm. you heard about it at six o'clock the night before you're coming to the gym the next morning. But that's what we do. I, what I don't want to do is it's always be communicating. It solves those decisions. Like I don't have to think about it because it's one of our principles. We always communicate radical transparency, truth above all else, communicate to everyone. If we do that, we believe we'll have a stronger community. The reason why we have that principle, stronger community, the rumor mills goes away. It becomes this place where this, everyone feels comfortable sharing because it's a place of, it, it, to me, that's the ideological community. Mm-hmm. So you take priorities, you break them down into principles. Is, yeah. So like another that... principle might be, so like another one is like, I have, I have the principle of um, no technology at home. Mm-hmm. So once I get home, I always, you know, another one I have is like, yep. gotta be home by six o'clock. Yep. So it's this bright line. Um, I'm home by six o'clock. And when I go home, no phone, no computer. And now it's this like black, it makes, again, there's no decisions to be made again. The phone's on in my pocket and I feel it buzz. Mm-hmm. And like, oh my gosh, I'm at the dinner table. Should I pull it out and look at it? It's like, no, there's a bright line that's really easy. It's black or white. I don't smoke cigarettes. Like mm-hmm. I have that principle. Like I don't look at my phone when I'm home, that type of thing. Where, like, how do you tie, of your of your priorities, the the five L's, where does, just just to, just to see the, the through line, what does, what, um, okay. Where's the connective tissue between the, yep. the no tech and then the, so, the five L's? Yeah. So, um, one of mine is love. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to show my family how much I love them. So inside of that, I have a number of different things, which is one of them is call my mom once a week, yep. call my dad once a week. I have five for each of them. So yep. Again, back to the five. <laughs> so there's the two be home by six o'clock every day. Um, no phone, no technology, um, once I'm home and then, um, weekends and weekends is basically like there's nothing that comes above priority i go to every one of my kids soccer and sporting events and um we have a no separation sunday Mm -hmm. which is if someone's going to the grocery store we all go to the grocery store (laughs) so there's my five for love yep very cool um the next one on our list of of five p's is perspective what does that mean yeah so perspective is essentially again helps you make decisions now because what happens to a lot of people is they get, um, they're reactive. Mm-hmm. And when you're reactive, something's put in front of you. Um, because we're human beings and because we're this ball of hormones and those hormones have been built into us for our survival mechanism, when you are attacked, hormones rise and mm-hmm. you go into fight or flight. And what that does is it puts you in this reactive state where you probably are not going to be as thoughtful as you could have been otherwise. So a member comes up to you and says, um, um, I don't like your new kids coach. Mm-hmm. They're not paying any attention. I can't believe you hired that coach. Like got reactions. You get defensive, yep. right? Yep. Like in rightfully. And because our DNA has been set up to you are being attacked. I have to, fight or flight. So that's why you go into the sympathetic nervous system. 
You leave rest and digest where you can be thoughtful and thought out and calculated. And you go into this impulsive, like, like and you might say something you regret. Well, if you have perspective, what perspective does is with enough space and separation from that moment, you then look back on it and you're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way. Yeah. I wish I had said this instead. And everyone has this like guy bumps into you in, you know, in, in the subway station and calls you something. You're like, yeah, it's a ball of a little energy. You're like, but you don't have a good comeback. And then you think of it like (laughs) two hours later, you're like, ah, I should have said this. Like, that's like, that's perspective in the, I wish I had that in the present moment. Well, what you want to do is if you can realize this while you're making decisions, what is something that I'm going to be proud of the way I act right now? Mm -hmm. Let's not be reactive. Let's not be impulsive. Let's instead use perspective in the present moment and answer this in a way I would be proud of later on. Yeah, And in a way that lines up with your priorities and your principles, right? Totally. So what we have is one of those things is tactful conflict resolution. That is one of our principles to guide us in terms of creating the community that we want to do. Mm -hmm. So if someone says, I don't like your new CrossFit kids coach, he's not paying attention to my kid, I can't believe you hired that person. Instead of, oh, like, you know, like, it's your kid that's a problem, like whatever you might say, use tactful conflict resolution. And we walk through that step by step. And it's as simple as, you know, the first thing you do is, you diffuse the situation by saying, thank you. It diffuses it for you. It diffuses it for them. Get you on the same page. And then you can start to mirror and get, the, thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. I didn't realize that um, some of the members, and if you're feeling it, probably other ones are, were feeling that this CrossFit coach wasn't up to stuff. You know, you bring, get yourself on the same page. You're Now you're solving a situation together. And then together, you ask, might ask for feedback. Like, what do you think we should do? And they're like, I don't know. Maybe he could use more training. Like that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You need to make mistakes. You know, we were in a bind. Maybe I, you know, we um, we put this coach in front of this class too early, and I probably should have taken more ownership and training about whatever it is. I'm not gonna get the solution yep. of that. Yep. But you use a principle to resolve that and fall back on principles because your principles are founded on your values, not your feelings in the moment. Mm-hmm. They're not impulsive. They're calculated. They're not emotional. They're rational. And if you can take that in the present moment, well, there you go. All that goes away. And now you don't have decisions to make anymore. Again, you're using that perspective to fall back on the principles you've already created. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got priorities, principles, perspective, and going into purpose. Okay, so purpose is kind of that higher level thing, but I put it down here. Like, you should always start with your purpose. Like, why? Like, what's my why? why? Like, you know, Simon Sinek, it, you know, people buy what they buy. They don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. It's mm-hmm. why we buy Apple because they're, they're, they believe in changing the status quo and challenging authority and thinking differently. They just happen to make beautiful products. Mm-hmm. And one of those products is an iPhone or a computer, want to buy one. As opposed to we have six megawatts and this much RAM and we have this kind of a screen and no one buys that. Well, it's you as a person as well. You want to figure out what your purpose is. And here's, I believe people talk a good game, but they don't follow through on their purpose. Mm -hmm. Here's an example. The reason I'm starting a CrossFit gym is because I want to change people's lives. That is a terrific purpose. Mm -hmm. But when push comes to shove, they don't follow through on that. They're just saying it. And here's the example. 
you have a coach that informs you in two weeks they're leaving to open up their own CrossFit gym two and a half miles away from yours. Mm-hmm. And you're not excited about that. Yep. Well, realize that if your mission, if your purpose is to change people's lives, and this member went from a assistant vice president at a manufacturing facility to wanting to open up their own gym because they've been so inspired, moved, and changed by what you've done for them. Like that is the biggest win. Like forget about losing 20 pounds. Forget about making it to regionals. Forget about lowering triglycerides. Like what you've done for this person, you have literally changed their life in so many ways. You should be so, if this truly is your purpose, Mm -hmm. you should be so ecstatic about that. But that's not most people's purpose. They say it, but they don't mean it. Their purpose is to get more members. Mm -hmm. Their purpose is to get more revenue. Their purpose is to put more stuff in their bank account. And if that's the case, fine. Just be really clear with that about yourself. Don't say it because it sounds good. And then again, that will drive your decisions. Now, that member says that to you. This is so relevant because one of our lifetime members who's been a member for our gym since we opened up, she comes to the gym with her husband and her kids, comes to our gym every single, like all the time since the day when we've been open. Called me last week and said, I'm opening up my own gym. Probably she doesn't have a space yet, but yep. in the next town, and we're on mm-hmm. the border of the town, so yep. it's gonna be within two miles for sure. Yep. And this is exactly the conversation. I, she was like, "I just don't want to be awkward." She was really nervous, and not really nervous, but she was cautious. Yep. I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to be weird. Um, and I, this is my purpose. This is. I had this conversation with her. I was like, "I really believe this. I don't just throw this out there. I'm so excited for you. I really, really am, and I hope you believe that. Um, I'm." I, my job is to help change people's lives. If you're doing that, like that's the biggest win for me possible. And again, when she came the next day, like there's zero awkwardness. Yep. It was amazing. A hug and like congratulations. And this is what we want. Now, again, this helps drive decisions. If you're, uh, um, I was listening to something with Bob Iger, the mm-hmm. CEO of Disney. Back in the day, Roseanne. Roseanne, Roseanne show, the sitcom was the number one show on ABC. The one of the, the biggest revenue producer they had in media. It was the number one thing besides movies from TV, from ABC. Yep. It was the number one show. Roseanne puts out a racist tweet. He knows what his, his, it's about integrity. Integrity is his mission, like but way above revenue. Really easy. Within five minutes, he had a plan in place on how they were going to fire and cancel the show mm-hmm. within five minutes. Now, if you don't have that, if you're really, if you just talk a good game like Enron did, Enron, one of their core values was integrity, just like Bob Iger's was. Well, if you don't believe it, if you don't have that purpose behind it, that becomes a really big decision. Mm-hmm. You get your board together. You say, hey, this is what happened. Racist tweet, our biggest star, our number one revenue producer. What should we do? And they go, oh man, like, I don't know, like this would be a big revenue loss, the, like the quarterly stakeholders and all that big decision. If you were really clear about those things, five minutes she was gone. Mm-hmm. There was no decisions. Really simple. So if you have this purpose in place, again, eliminates a lot of decisions in the follow-up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know? And maybe the answer is that when you are tested, you will find out. But how do you know that something that is either a, a purpose or a priority or you know, any of these things that we've talked about, how do you know when it's real and when you're just saying it because you want it to be real? You know, that, that moment that a member calls up and says, I'm opening another gym. Yeah. That could have been a moment where you didn't react that way. And then you'd, you'd sort of, ha- I imagine, be, have to, you know, you'd be forced to think, Maybe that isn't my purpose. That's, I think that's the moment. Yeah. yeah and, you and say so these things, but when push comes to shove, it's only when push comes to shove. Yeah. You can put these things there, but until push comes to shove, and when that push comes to shove, that should be a in, that should be a trigger and a signal internally yep. like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I say I'm here to change people's lives, but when I've done the best possible thing I could, I don't feel good about it. Right. Maybe that really isn't why I'm doing this. That isn't my purpose. And then just use that as the calling card to dig in and try to really um, do an intrinsic deep dive and figure out what is my, why am I doing this? Yeah. There's no right or wrong to this. It's clarity that matters mm-hmm. because clarity is what drives decisions. If you're here to try to get to 400 members, that's going to hurt. That's going to suck because she's going to leave and she's going to take some of your members. Mm-hmm. That's, that's terrible. But if it's not, it's not. Let that be the calling card, the signal, the trigger that you need to refocus and re- assess what truly is meaningful and important to you. And I wonder, it might also be just to use this as the example is, you know, if you can, if you can bring that perspective in, it could, I imagine it could still be the thing that drives you this notion of, of changing lives. Right. But that doesn't mean you will respond to it in the way that you wish you would respond to it. Right. Cause I do think that there's some, there's that emotional reaction to it that might not be the right reaction to it. Right. So, uh, I think I get what you're saying. Um, so you could say like, I'm here to change people's lives. Yeah. When people say that, so when she said that, I'm going to open up my own gym, I still had this little like, so gut, yeah, this gut thing, this gut okay. thing that went like, ah, right. no. And then like, but I was able to change it right mm-hmm. then in that moment and go, wait a minute. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I realize these feelings, they're insane. It's fight or flight. So this is like, so the fight or flight thing, it stems all about survival. Yep. And it happens because you're trying to stay a part of the tribe or not get hurt or killed. So what happens is she says, I'm leaving. The initial thing is like, you're a part of a tribe. And this person says, I'm leaving the tribe. Yep. And by the way, when I leave, probably some people are coming with me. Now yep. your tribe has been weakened. Yep. Now we're vulnerable. Or or just as much as your tribe isn't good enough for me. I'm starting totally, all that. Right? Right. Like all all whatever it is. Yeah. Like now the tribe has been weakened. This is like built into our DNA. Yeah. This is why this happens. So they leave and this internal thing goes like, oh my God, we might die. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it stems from. It's like, we might not have the stronger tribe as we were before. We might die. We might not be able to fight off the other tribes. We might not be able to get the same food we did before. We can't build the same structures. The saber-toothed tiger now can come and sabotage us. So, but here's the deal. That's not the society. The right. DNA hasn't changed, but what we live in our society the has. has. The context yeah. has, exactly. Yeah. And you have to realize that because you're having that feeling, doesn't mean it's at odds with your principles or your purpose or your um, any of the things that are driving you for Philly. You, you just have to realize that you have to flip it and realize what those things are and what it means in real time. Yeah. And you can flip it from that reactive to that response. Yeah. So keeping that perspective. Absolutely. Okay. Our last P, perseverance. 
you gotta because you gotta do it because it gets hard mm-hmm. doesn't mean you get to like change it like yeah. if you're trying to you figure out all these things and then one of the things doesn't fit it's not like well okay but like the Roseanne situation yeah, yeah but okay Making like an exception right yeah. Yeah, yeah how easy would it have been there like yes we are about integrity oh but like this is like not today not yeah exactly <laughs> right not this one yeah. like. You got to persevere through the hard ones just yeah. like you did the easy ones. And yep. that's when the thing gets really sticky. Yeah. And that's when the thing starts to create this upward spiral of momentum. The flywheel starts going where everything starts to build up upon itself. Yeah. And now things take on their own new meaning. Yeah. If things get hard and you go like, uh, not this one. Yeah. Well, then the whole thing crumbles. Because yep. when it got hard and push came to shove, you didn't do it. You didn't do the hard thing. You got to persevere through the hard stuff. You yeah. got to make these things guide every decision, not just the easy ones. Yeah. You go like, I'm going to be home by six o'clock every night. But like all of a sudden you have like 50 emails you haven't answered or one big email you haven't answered. You go, well, except for tonight because I'm going to, dude, yep. it doesn't it's work that way. not a priority if, yeah, it's, if exactly. it's ad hoc. You got to persevere through the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Um, every time you say no to the bread basket, the next time to say no is easier. The flywheel right. goes. Exactly. Um, okay, so these are our, our five P's here. Priorities, principles, perspective, purpose, and perseverance. Um, that's that's a lot. That's big. That's... that's um, it's, it's purposely 10,000 feet. It's right. purposely high level. It's purposely not about making this decision. It's not put things down on a um, checks and balances, yep. pros and cons. It's not... Make sure you get a third opinion. Yep. It's not seek out a mentor you trust. It's not, it's something that's going to eliminate all the other 35,000 choices every single yeah. day. So I want to, I want to leave folks with a, with something actionable. Cause it, it, this feels like one of those conversations that you listen to it, you get real fired up. You're like, yes, that makes a lot of sense. And then tomorrow you turn on the computer, you got 700 emails and yeah. you get an argument with your wife and the kids are crying and yeah. et cetera. And you forget about these things. Cause yep. these are the things that, um, these are the things that are important and easily avoided. So if there was an actionable item or, or something that you could give, um, folks listening to do today, yep. what would that look like? Even if it's small, where would where would you say sit down and do this or what would I, that look like? Absolutely. If you're driving your car listening to this right now, um, when you get to where you're going, sit in the parking lot. So don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> sit in the parking lot for three minutes and write down the first things that come to your head when you say like, what's really important to me? If Like when I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to look back at my life and be like, I'm really glad I maximized this. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad I paid super attention to this. If that is, you know, you know whatever that is, I don't want to yep. put things, yep. I'm really glad, put that down. And then put down, so that's like my family, right? My family, okay. Then put down one or two things that you can do, hold yourself accountable on a daily or weekly basis to make sure that you're moving the needle in that direction. Mm-hmm. Be home by six o'clock, call mom and dad. Weekends with the family, like no technology while you're home. Yep. Like, okay, that's five things, but you only need one or two. Then write, what was the next one down there? Health. Okay, so what are the one, two, or three things you could do each? Go to the gym five days a week. Don't eat processed foods. Sleep eight hours a night. Like, it's pretty, like just, yep. okay, now it's the next one. Like learning, curiosity, growth. Like, okay, read every day. Um, subscribe to that um, mindset podcast. Um, like, just like whatever it is, like, and just now you have these little actionables. And then from those, 
I really believe in the way you make things sticky is with language. Mm. Um, I think that that's, so that's why I have like ABC, right? Yeah. Like always be communicating, CVS, like um, give them the best hour of their day, like the the five yeah. L's, yeah. like, you know, it's like- Five it's, factors. The five factors. It's yeah. like when things get like, now it's like, again, I don't need to go look it up. Yeah, you want the shorthand of it. It's right? there. Yeah. I just know it. It guides my actions all the time. I don't need to kind of like have it in this, cataloged thing which like i'm not sure sure about that let me look it up real quick and get right, back to you right it's got to be so just put it down don't try to make it cool snazzy sexy or memorable just put it down and then sit and spin on it a little bit and let it twirl around your head and see if you can kind of come up with some like little things over the next 18 months right it doesn't need to be today right all right those are the five p's of decision making priorities principles perspective purpose perseverance Thank you, Ben. You got it, Patrick. We'll Thank see you. See next week. Appreciate it. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.